0: When the storm sirens go off, you ready to get yourself and your family down your storm shelter? Nah, man, not me. I opened up mine the other day. Grass clippings, dead spiders, a couple live spiders, a dead scorpion, live crickets were down there. Why would I have my wife and my family go down to that storm shelter? Can't even keep it clean. So what I decided to do, I called up Out team. They team up with local veterans to keep your storm shelter safe and clean. They offer their signature five-point service, which includes, they get down there, they vacuum, they clean, those dead spires, grass clippings, live spires, gone. It's sanitized. It's deodorized. They give you fresh water supply, install a motion-sensored LED light. How brilliant is that? And they ensure that your shelter location is registered with your local emergency management office in your respective city, state, and town. Freaking brilliant. For the premium subscriber, you get to see them twice a year and you get a first aid kit. Give them a visit on the website, www.stormcheck.team. Get to know them. They're awesome. They're undefeated, just like your storm shelter will be. That's www.stormcheck.team. Stop being afraid of Thank your you storm shelter. Thank you so much shelter. for tuning in Give them to Defining call. Moments Podcast. Get on social media. Find us on Instagram at DefiningMomentsPodcast.com. On Twitter at Def Moments Pod. That's at D-E-F Moments Pod. We're on all sorts of podcasting platforms from Google to iTunes to iHeartRadio to Spotify. Search Defining Moments Podcast. Like it. Subscribe to it. We're also on YouTube so you can see the video edition. Search Defining Moments Podcast. Like it. Subscribe to it if you believe in it. And no matter what, show some appreciation today every day because someone is always reading One, two, three, clap. One, two, three, boomer, clap. However, you want to do it.
1: (laughs) Whatever you want, dude. You tell me I'm on your show.
0: (laughs) You guys are rolling. All right. Three, two, one, (claps) boomer. Welcome back to the unscripted, unfiltered, undefeated defining moments podcast with my man. The voice of OU softball, Chris Plank. Welcome to the okay. podcast. Well, this,
1: you got me as long as you want, man. You you, you bring up softball <laughs> right away. Let's go.
0: Yeah, no, we ain't uh, to no softball it, today, it, bro.
1: It changed my life. <laughs> yeah, I mean it really did. There's um, there's no ifs ands or buts about it. I came, you know, I lived in Tulsa from the time I moved to college in '93, and I graduated from college. I started working in Tulsa and. You know, in 2011, you got the break of a lifetime. a yeah. sideline guy for OU football, and then about four or five years later, they said, "Hey, you, you want to come down and live in Norman and do softball full time?" <laughs> and my life's changed. It, yeah, no, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's been a difference maker for me and my family.
0: That's awesome, man. How's your
1: day been? It's been a crazy day. You can tell we're getting <laughs> close to football. We yeah. are. It's it's suddenly so. It, it, this has been, you know, it's. It's funny that I'm on a def- the, your podcast called The Defining Mom- Moments Podcast, right? Yeah. I've had like a defining <laughs> moment in my career today. Our radio station wow. shifted to a new signal, okay, um, and it's it's covering all of Oklahoma City. And then in that, you know, I d- added an hour to my show, so I, I nice. did three hours of radio. I, I had a chance to hang out with Porter Moser today, yeah. and I don't get to come to, you know, Studios like this So I've been in awe Of your setup in here Since the moment I walked in It's been a big day For me man I appreciate
0: that Oh that's awesome And this is actually Kyle Golding's Project 3810 So This is great
1: This is great Um, Yeah you know I, (laughs) I love Audio so much Yeah that whenever you get around someone, and Kyle obviously pretty sharp dude, you suddenly start picking their brain. And then you realize, oh, we have work to do, so we
0: we we better we better get our job done here before yeah. we start getting too carried away. No, this is great. It's a, it's really not even a job. It's just fun, having fun, having a good good conversation. And before we start, got a couple oh, of uh, gifts for you. Oh, let's go. Yeah, yeah. I got shirts. You don't
1: understand. This is the right kind of shirt that I wear. Too. Oh, yeah. By the way, this is the defining moments pod. Look at
0: this. That's the undefeated one.
1: I don't have gear. Like I, I don't. <laughs> I do. I do podcasts for the Sooner Sports Network. Yeah. I have a radio show, like yep. three of them. Yep. And I don't have gear, and I got more gear for your pod than I do anything else. <laughs> Bro, thank you so much. I will wear this absolutely, with pride,
0: absolutely, man. Absolutely. Do we need to sport it now? No, no, no. You, you want me no. to
1: rip the shirt off and no. sport it oh, okay. Maybe, right. If you
0: want to, because this is raw <laughs> it's unfiltered, so whatever you want to do. But the OU looks good, the jump man.
1: No, it's uh you know, it's it's pretty wild when you think about just the commitment that Oklahoma has made, right, yeah. to, to being sharp and looking good. And then yeah. you have this dude that is uh, really live the quarantine life, right? Yeah. I've, uh, I've enjoyed my Triscuits and I've enjoyed <laughs> my, uh, I've got back into soda all of a sudden.
0: So yeah, I'll, I'll make sure that I get in shape so I can do these t shirts <laughs> right. <laughs> That's pretty funny. You, you, sir, so you're transitioning from softball, which national champions. Sure. And then now you're going into football. You got all these jobs you got to juggle. How do you do it?
1: I don't. I mean, there's just, you know, my, um my, my wife is pretty awesome. Yeah. And uh, the funny thing is she'll probably never listen to this or see it. Yeah. <laughs> but she's awesome. And yeah. we have, I have three children and she, you know, two two of them live with me, one I have from a previous marriage and, okay. and I bring it up just because I'm really proud of him sure. and he lives in Tulsa and he's going to be a senior and he's a rock star. Uh, he's probably going to end up going into what, to West Point or, or to the nice. Naval Academy. He's a stud. Um, doesn't take after his dad, obviously. But, <laughs> I, the only way I'm able to balance this and the only way I'm able to do it is because my my wife is the backbone of our family. And that's uh-huh. is, uh, sometimes, you know, I, I grew up with a dad's the boss and yeah. my dad was the boss, but he was awesome. Right. I had sure. a great dad. I, I have a great dad. I have a great family, but. You know, if if you're going to be as invested as I am in this career and I'm and I'm going all in on it, man, then you need someone that's going to make sure that your home is 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 what it needs to be. And I, you know, I, I never told my wife, hey, you're staying at home. And you're taking. Care- <laughs> go, go. You're staying. No, but she chose to. And that's what she wanted. And so to me, then that challenged me. To I got to provide, you know All I've right. got to be the best provider that I can be. So, you know, I, my wife's got a master's degree; wow. she's the smartest person I know. Yeah. But she chose to sacrifice a lot, you know, mm. to because she could be making millions right now as a as a designer doing whatever she wanted. But she chose whenever we were pregnant with our daughter that she wanted to she wanted to raise our kids. So wow, uh, it's it's a very I mean I, it, it's it's almost like a god thing when you yeah. think about. Our timing in our life and the way things broke out. So you ask how I do it all. N- number one, I have a great wife. Number two, I'm doing pretty good on not a lot of sleep. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I, okay on it. I could get delirious every now and then, but uh, for, for instance, this past night and and as soon as we're done here, I I did a one to five a.m. show on Fox Sports mm-hmm. Radio, yeah. which which is one of my favorite time slots. It's where I got my national radio start. Mm-hmm. So they needed to fill in on. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, Wednesday a Thursday. And I don't think I have to explain 1 yeah. to 5 a.m. <laughs> if you've been up, you know. <laughs> but so I do that. I get a quick little nap. Then yeah. I go do my 9 to 12 show. Then I get a quick uh, quick little run across the street. And we went and did all of our OU stuff. Wow. And then I, I drove down here. But, you know, balance is a big challenge. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm all about I need as many shows as I can, right? Yeah. Because I get paid per show. I mean, on, on Friday, I'll do... Uh, I'll do a nine to noon. I'll do three to five. I'll do six to nine, and then I'll do nine to one. You yeah. know, that, that's that's just what I want to do because yeah. it's I, I provide. You know, that's yeah. and and I have fun with it. You know, listen, sure. I'm not having to go out and and dig ditches or do, do real work like yeah. manual labor. I'm getting sure. to talk sports. Yeah. So yeah, I. I don't balance it well, yeah. but I've got a great backbone at home that help makes it all possible for That's me. Awesome. And she uh, she embraces it. Yeah, she doesn't say no very often. Whenever it's like, "Hey, babe, I got this show." We <laughs> quick start, we were on vacation. Yeah. We went to we went to um, Dolphin Island. It's our it's our summer getaway. Okay. At least it has been the last two years. And we weren't getting a lot of fill-ins, Right there, there, there was there's always kind of a dry spell, and I get paid per show. So we got a phone call. From my friends at SiriusXM, and they're like, "We want you to do the post game show for all the College World Series games." You know, that's like twelve games, right? Um, so I was fired up. Yeah. But we were also going on vacation. Yeah. So this this just shows you how my wife and my kids were kind of cool, and it was later night. They said, uh, "Okay, go ahead." So I'm on vacation. and I'm doing these shows, and Man. that that's that's a big time commitment to you know making sure a you're able to. Aff- Provide what you want to provide and then be being able to do what you love so how do I balance I don't is is the best answer to it right now and then in all of this this is all happening for me right now when it's a slow time for Oklahoma so Mm -hmm. it's almost as if it's this incredible jigsaw puzzle uh, puzzle that's magically fitting
0: together right now yeah that's awesome the transition though from softball to football how do you how do you get your mind going into that type of transition
1: it's tough right Um and it's two different worlds, you know. I love, I love my job. Mm-hmm. I really do. I mean, job number one is being oh, OU. Listen, to yeah. the, if if the SiriusXM and the Fox Sports Radio and my local show went away, give me OU and I'm fine. But <laughs> now, my my kids who like Starbucks and like to go on horse, they like their horse riding lessons. They might not be happy about it. <laughs> um, but but in all seriousness, it's it, it's funny because it's it's not just a shift from softball to football. It's a shift from you know, that that's my f- family for, sure. you know, from February to June. You know, mm-hmm. we spend every minute, even, de- even during COVID, you know, they let yeah. me in their bubble. They yeah. didn't have to let me in their bubble. I could have been the radio guy and they could have said, you're going to do it from home. But I traveled with them everywhere. I didn't awesome. miss a trip. Right. So you go from being in that bubble to kind of back to reality a little bit. And then when you start the football season, yeah, I'm grateful to be in that bubble and to do sidelines again, but there might be a soccer game that you do and there might be a volleyball mm. game that you do. And I'm very grateful for the the great coaches and the support staff that they have at both of those sports and our Sooner Vision crew. So you go from not just living softball, right, right. to where, you know, my... My time is with Patty and and, and her incredible husband, Godly yep. man Jim, and and their family and JT and, and Coach Rocha. and then suddenly it's like, oh, I'm back home now. You know, it, it's <laughs> it's 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 a little bit of an adjustment, but then you go from Diamond Sports right into football, mm-hmm. and then what if it's football it could be other sports? So it's it's yeah. it's a it's a challenging transition, just because you don't get to see your friends for the right. softball team until the season rolls back around. But it, but it's it's fun. It's it's taken some getting used to.
0: Yeah. How do you prep for these games? Homework. Good question. You have to do homework, I'm sure. So here
1: I I know this sounds I don't ever want to sound like cocky or arrogant, yeah. but I, I know the team. You know, I that's great. Yeah, right? So I know I know Oklahoma. My prep with Oklahoma is they've got a really good media relations guy. His name is Patrick Dunn, and we've had some really good ones for OU softball. I can't believe that I'm like entering 16 was my first year. So what, sixth, seventh year that we'll get to do this. And, you know, they do a lot of the statistical stuff, right? They'll come yeah. up with these numbers. Like you got the Boy Street Magazine, Jossie, you know, 20 straight games with a home run or whatever it might be. And so yeah. he's on top of that. Um, I I mean, I, I find my challenge to be in the preparation of it what can i learn about them that a box score can't tell you mm. right can i can i get a few moments with levi alo jocelyn's dad just to be like hey when you were training her what did you see her when she was growing up what did she see you know i so that to me is always a, a really fun part of this because yeah. and i i say this a lot but when you're dealing with football or or even basketball you travel into the site the night before or in the case of basketball it might be the day of yeah and then when the game's over dude you go home yeah with softball traveling the day before you have dinner with the team you might go to their practice there's a game after the game yeah you have dinner with the team you know it's three or four or five games in the span of three days and there's a lot of time where you can get to know them and then in that get to know their family so the statistical preparation is just writing it down because we've got mm. people that are incredible at doing that. For me, it's always trying to find a story that when I'm calling a game and Jossie... I'm using Jossie because I love her to death. But let's say she comes up in a situation to where I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, when she was younger, her dad always talked about they would go out and they would hit a thousand balls a day. And, you know, she or or she's on the the field right now. She she made a diving catch, but she's used to grappling and getting down because she was a wrestler, you know, all these little things. I mean, I'm obviously being somewhat facetious, but that's that's a big deal to me. And I hope fans that matters to them. Right. Because. I don't want to be telling these stories to make it seem like told you I know them. Right. I want to tell these stories because I want fans to feel like they know them too. Yeah. So, it's um, it, it it's it's not hard. Yeah. Right. It's fun, and yeah. you get to know these people, and they become lifelong friends. You know, I yeah. Leah Wodak is yeah. one of my favorite Sooners of all time. Part of that is not just because Leah's awesome, because now I'm following her brother and where he's coaching and yeah. what he's doing in life, and and when I can. Seeing what her mom with Dal and her dad Jim's up to, I I think a lot about Aaron Miller. Aaron Miller works with me now, yeah. right? We work together at Sooner Vision. But you know, if I if I'm at an event and I see her dad Randy or her her mom Gina, yeah. we, we're we're talking for ten minutes. We're, I'm having to be dragged away. They're they're probably like, okay, enough. You, you develop these relationships, and they mean sure. a lot to you. I, yeah, a game day's not complete to me if I don't get to go talk to Grace
0: Lyons' dad. Yeah, you know, these awesome. are yeah these are things that matter sure. to me, and I hope they matter to fans too. They do matter. to and I'll let you know from a fan of softball is what I love and a lot of the Sooner Nation loves is you give shout outs during your softball games. So <laughs> you, do you know how that actually started? I'd love to hear it. That was a Toby
1: Rowland thing. Was it? Okay. Yeah. So we, um, I, and and you know what, it's, it's interesting because you go back to when we were hot. well, Toby was hired. I'm yeah. Now we, T-Row. <laughs> Toby was hired in 2011 and we got a chance to work the spring game together. Yeah. And I, I think it's, I can be comfortable in saying this. We really clicked. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I got done with that spring game and I didn't drive home. I floated home. You know, I was like, this <laughs> is, this is the kind of guy I, w- I want to work here forever. And, and he came up. He's like, you know what we need to do? We need to be more interactive in our booth. Mm. You know, we need to let fans be able to let us know yeah. where they're listening from. Or, you know, one of the cool, I always, I always grew up in St. I grew up, well, I always grew up. I grew up in St. Louis, small town, Wood River, Illinois. And th- one of the coolest things we'd always get the Cardinals broadcasts was whenever they would have their affiliate shout out. They're, yeah. Oh, they're listening in 1430 up in Tulsa or whatever it was. And they'd say the name. Well, okay, that's great. Let's do it with fans. Mm. So it, it, it evolved from that, and it started with an email address. Hey, let us asksooners at gmail.com or something right. like that. And then, of course, it <laughs> evolved over time to Twitter. I love it. Yeah. Um, someone got – I'm probably eagle-eared too much. Because I want to be good. I want I want I want something that's impossible. Sure. I want one hundred percent customer satisfaction. I want everyone to listen and go, That's my guy. That's it's my just dude. It, it's not reality, right? right. It's yeah. just not. Um some and people are gonna hate you or not like you or think you do. Oh, he said it was right center field and it was actually just right field. You know, there there's always gonna be people that are mad and someone had had complained like, Oh, all he ever does is talk about where people are listening from. And I was like, <laughs> okay, listen, I can't see. It's not like, hey, welcome to the ballpark. Here's the first pitch. Oh, uh, Tommy's listening in Tulsa ball one. Uh, Jimmy, you know, there's yeah. there. you try to find a place for him. So sure. we creep in that in softball because the fans are so great. We just kind of took it all and said, in the third inning, we're doing all of our shout outs. But the funny thing is yeah. if you listen to a game, creeps over to the fourth and the fifth yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. I, You know, tw- Twitter, we'll see what its future looks like. But there's nothing better than knowing that you know you've got an audience because you don't know that's right you, I'm, that's I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there to, i'm sitting here talking into a microphone i get to yeah. see your face i get to see his face yeah. but when you're doing a ball game you see thousands of people out in front of you but you don't know if they have their pods yeah. in or you, you don't know who's listening out there so it's always a good reassuring that hey some somebody's here and they're they're dialed into
0: you yeah no that's awesome because my friend claude we uh go and clean storm shelters.
1: Ah, uh, yes, I remember. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought I recognized. Whenever you sent that tweet out, I was like, I know that face yeah. from
0: somewhere. And because yeah. you guys had seen it when you were doing storm shelters yeah. during the World Series, yeah, right? That's right. We were listening while we are cleaning and you gave us a shout out so and we definitely appreciate that, man. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's, you know, the funny thing,
1: the funny thing is all, all we want to do is to super serve the fans, mm-hmm. right? That's That's what it is. And is that going to make some people mad because it's I'm not Joe Buck? Yeah, sure, and good. I'm not Vin Scully, but if we can super serve the fans and have fun doing it, man, I'm 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 all about it.
0: Yeah, I love it how you try to go and talk to the players' parents and get to some of their moments, and sure. their upbringing. So my question to you now: What are some of your defining moments in your life? You look back, it's like, hey, that was this is my moment
1: when I chose to go to the University of Tulsa. Mm-hmm. And that was a big defining moment for me. I I come from a town, I come from a small town, 10,000 maybe less. My my stepdad's the mayor of my hometown. I got to oh, okay. tell you. Um which he just got hot, he just got voted in, so congratulations, Tom. <laughs> you're my guy. But I I I didn't want to leave home. You know, I had a girlfriend that I I liked a lot at the time. But I also realized I I needed to do something different. I'd always wanted to be a sportscaster, right? Mm -hmm. And I I didn't think I had a good chance doing it just staying at home and going to like Lewis and Clark Community College or enrolling in the Army. So in 1992, I took a visit to Tulsa. Actually, funny, I wrecked my car the night before. I took my visit to Tulsa in 92. I was on a date. We went to, I took a girl to a blues game and I wrecked my mom's car turning out in front of traffic so that was great I heard about that all weekend and then by the way my very first weekend ever on campus at the University of Tulsa I wrecked my mom's car again nice. yeah good times nice. but when I made that decision you know when I graduated from high school in 93 and said I'm I'm, I'm gonna go somewhere else mm-hmm. it that that was a defining moment in my life it's hard you know I miss my mom I miss my dad they're when I say I'm, they're both alive, oh, I just right. I, I see people that are like, I'm going to my dad's to watch a game. I'm like, I wish I was, you know, right. I, I haven't had a chance to be there when my you know, nieces and nephew grow up. And my, my my nephew, Kenny, was the starting quarterback for a high school football team, right? Mm-hmm. My, my alma mater. And I didn't get ever go see him play. So, you know, those are moments that you miss. But I'm not probably where I am in life, period. Right. If I had decided to stay home. Yeah. So deciding to make that call. I mean, we all have those moments, right? Sure, Where it's like, gosh, what if I would have, if I would have stayed there, what would have happened to, to Chris Plank? And right. I'm sure as heck not going to be calling the OU games. Right. Yeah. So that, that was number one. I think, I think defining moment number two was the slap in the face after I graduated that ESPN wasn't going to be right there. <laughs> I had always had this idea that whenever I was done with college and I was a pretty cocky dude mm. that I was going straight to ESPN and it was going to be me and Dan Patrick and Craig Kilborn and we were going <laughs> to give all the highlights and we were going to say and Fuego and Jumanji <laughs> and all these things that they said uh, and it didn't happen and I it I don't want to say it humbled me because uh, i i just i just created a new path Mm -hmm. right and i just started where i i said i'm gonna do whatever i can get i'm just gonna grind and that that became a defining moment because i realized it wasn't gonna come easy for me i said to myself at 23 thinking i knew everything you're gonna be fine you got this go work in radio go sell media services which i never sold anything um but it it it, it made me, it forced me to go out and be the person that I, I became in this business. And then, you know, there's a third one that automatically jumps to mind. And that was when, uh, not just when I got hired by OU in 2011. And when I say hired by OU, want to be specific. Hired by Learfield, Learfield Sooner Sports Properties to be Oklahoma sideline guy. Mm-hmm. Could never imagine that that, that that would lead to, you know, doing baseball games. And then when when Toby got done with basketball, I'd be doing sidelines for baseball games. And then that it would lead into filling in on a basketball broadcast. But as much as that's a big moment for me, nothing was more defining in my life than in 2015, whenever, you know, after spending 18 years in Tulsa and, you know, I, I I do national shows, but there was never that, 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 that raise that you needed, you know, or or anything that let you say, you know, I, I can go somewhere here. I got that opportunity to come down here and ah, and to move down here, nice. and I didn't think, by the way, um, that there was any way my family would be down with it. My, mm-hmm. my wife's whole family's from Tulsa. I like Tulsa. <laughs> I love Tulsa. But when when the call came and she's like, "Let's do it," it changed everything. You yeah. know, it, it changed my. I didn't have to drive an hour and a half, two hours to yeah. and from every game, and I. I did something I'd only done once prior in my life, which was move. I never moved. Right. I lived in, I lived in, I lived in Wood River, Illinois from birth until I went to college in 93. I lived in Tulsa from 93 to 2015. Right. Wow. So there was, that was it. You know, I I hadn't done it in my adult life and we came down here and it's not a massive move. It's not like you went to New York or you went to Wyoming, you're, you're going an hour and a half down the turnpike. But it changed my life because I got to become more integrated uh, mm-hmm. in the in the o u softball program. I sure. got to see what Joe C does. you know, you yeah. you got to be down here. and it changes everything. So those are three big moments. you yeah. know i I'm sure if we sat here, I could filibuster for an hour <laughs> talking about so I mean having having my kids you know my son being born my daughter is being born those are yeah. obviously defining moments but just when you're talking about the career those are sure. three that really stand out to me. Yeah, if you
0: could go back in time what would you tell your your younger self? Calm down.
1: Mm. are going to be okay. I just Man, I was thinking a lot about this driving over because um I was thinking about defining moments, you know, it's the name of the podcast. Right. And I was, I was thinking about what are those moments? And thankfully, you know, I had a 30 minute drive, which I was late too, by the way, I'm very sorry. (laughs) Um, but I was thinking about those moments in my career and in my life. And I'm always real big on making fun of those writing a letter to your former self. I'm like, you're Tiger Woods. You're a billionaire. What are you going to tell your former self? Try harder. I mean, but in all seriousness, um, I spent a lot of. I mean, I'm I'm lucky. I don't have ulcers or high blood pressure or something because, you know, there wasn't a day in my life when I was 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, you know, where I didn't think I was going into work and it was my last day at work, mm. and not like anything tragic, but just I right. was going to get fired. Right, and that was my life. So. I wish I wish I could go back and tell younger Chris have fun. You know, relax and mm-hmm. enjoy this 4 hour of airtime that you're getting instead of constantly during a break, you know, looking down the hall to see if the GM's gone <laughs> and finally being able to <laughs> exhale when you're like, "Oh, man, the GM went home today. I'm not getting fired today, right?" <laughs> and my and when I didn't even have a cell phone when I started. So I, that and then you know, uh, n- number number 2 is I think I've done a good job in having fun. But I also, I also think that that fun needs to, there needs to be a balance, right? You you need to make sure that, you know, your family life is as important to you as your work life Mm -hmm. and that your, your work life isn't more important than your family life and what you do isn't who you are. And that, I mean, that goes back to what we talked about in the start. That's a, I mean, I'm, I'm going to drive home as soon as we're done here. And that's going to be the conversation I have with myself is dude, dude what are you doing next week? You know, next week you just committed to three more serious XM shows from three to five after already committing to three more from six to nine and already doing 10 to one on Sunday night. What are you doing? So these are challenges that I still have to this day. But if I could go back and try to implant that in my Mm. younger self, I would say your time's coming, you know, have fun now. And then the third thing I tell my younger self is when this thing called Google comes out, invest in it. Because it's going to be huge. <laughs> this internet that you made fun of those people for playing on the computers whenever you were in grade oh, school. Man. You better go do more than play the Oregon Trail on it. You better yeah. learn about it. But I um, yeah, I, I, I think that you know all of us have these moments yeah. where we made a decision. There was a crossroad in life. And I've been pretty blessed you know I've yeah. I've I've made what I would consider to be the right call in some mm-hmm. of those moments I don't take for granted that you know I have a as I've talked about many times an incredible and I'm not kissing up there's no way she listens to anything I'm on but I have an incredible <laughs> wife I have a, a great family I had a, I had a mom whenever I was growing up that knew what I wanted to do and was going to do anything to make sure I could do it mm, I mean they, awesome. w- we took on a lot of debt yeah. to, to allow me to go to the University of Tulsa wow so yeah, it's um, it's 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 really, it's really been an, an an incredible run.
0: Yeah. Speaking of Google, the the next big thing is cryptocurrency. Are you involved in? Cryptocurrency? I'm not, okay. and
1: I'm very dumb on it too. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the the funny part about cryptocurrency is all of my new Instagram followers are billionaires in in cryptocurrency. But I'm trying. I'm trying, right? It, maybe i'll i'll reply to one of them that follow a thousand people and have one follower right now but you know it's it's um there's certain things that you have to confess that you're not good at. Sure, and I'm not good at money management. I'm not good <laughs> at, at 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 wealth creation. I'm sure as heck not good at cryptocurrency. But I can uh, spin a hot take or two if you there want in the sports
0: world. <laughs> nice. Yeah. The billionaires are we talking about you, United States dollars billionaires? Or are we talking about I've got 10 billion tokens because that's a big See, difference. I don't even know what that means. So
1: <laughs> I, I I would I would definitely say billionaire as far as money is concerned. Okay, and, I, here, I still carry cash. All right. So I'm like, a, good. my my uh, <laughs> our buddy Gabe Eichert is like, I don't even carry cash. I'm like, that's all I've got right now. I, <laughs> so i was like, I I have um, oh, uh, Venmo, and yeah. then so I. I had someone, and I have the only reason I had Venmo is because someone needed to pay me for like a meal I bought them. I'm like, I'll just get it for you. And they went, you gotta get Venmo, get Venmo, and I'll pay you. And I got Venmo, and I, and I got like 12 bucks in there. And I, I did a gig, I I did, I did work for Team USA, or not Team USA, uh, the youth softball, the alliance okay. that came in. And they're like, hey, we can pay you. And, and they, it wasn't even Venmo, it was something like, I have Venmo, and they're like, well, I don't have anything else. Uh, and they're like, well, we have this thing called, I don't know, the future or something like that. I'm like, I don't even know what that is. Just send me a check. So I, (laughs) not an area dude
0: that I'm very smart on, to be honest with you. Well, if you ever get cash app, the app, right. It's like Venmo, but you can use Bitcoin to pay now. Just an FYI. (laughs)
1: <laughs> you, you literally have blown my mind. It's like somebody, yes, it's like somebody trying to have a soccer, a Euro League conversation or a Super League. I'm like what? I can carry this conversation. To I was gonna say you can, you can go with this, and I can just sit along and be your sidekick. And go, yeah, yeah, you're right. Let's oh, go, let's man. go.
0: I'm learning though. I'm trying. That's awesome. Take us back to maybe. A, what's one of your favorite calls? Let's say softball. Oh, okay. Take us through a, a moment or maybe two moments and give us exact call. There's there's certain ones
1: that at the moment I thought were good, but then when I go back and I listen to them, I'm like that is so bad. <laughs> but I have a favorite. Okay, that's here. I, ha- I have an all-time favorite. And I and it was funny because you know, I grew up listening to Joe Buck, Jack Buck. I'm, well, Joe Buck and I are about the same age, but I grew up listening to Jack Buck. I wasn't a Cardinals mm-hmm. fan, but we had 1170, which is KMOX and was the home of the Cardinals. And that's what we listened to. And I always wanted to care about the Dodgers games, but, you know, Cardinals never played the Dodgers. <laughs> so with all that said, Shay Knighton, and this was my first year. Now, the, how much time do we have here? I, I, because I could do a little, go. I, I could filibuster and <laughs> we could be done forever. But 2016 was my first year doing softball, right? Okay. I don't think I was very good in 2016. I don't think I was very good in 2017 because I didn't know the sport like I do now. And that's not to say I didn't know the sport at all. Sure. But there were always, you know, little intricacies mm-hmm. that is like, oh, I, I didn't know about that. Or wait, they swapped the DP and the pitch weight. What does that mean? So there are all these things that I learned about. I feel pretty smart right now. But at that time I didn't know and I was really overly enthusiastic because we started out 0-2 that year. Yeah. And by and by goodness, I'm gonna be the guy that makes sure I don't care what their record is, we're gonna we're gonna be loud and we're gonna be proud, and we're gonna lose our minds. So when we played Alabama in the first game of the women's college World Series in 2016, Shay Knighton hit a walk-off home run. And now remember The Women's College World Series typically starts on a Thursday night. Mm -hmm. We got rained out. So we had to come back on a Friday and play the game. And I'm still bitter about it. I forgot what I had for lunch yesterday and I can tell you this moment by moment. So that that the Thursday night I'm still mad about it because we sat in the booth and we're on the network which when you're on the network it's a little bit tighter than when you're on say the local affiliate because okay. local affiliate you go to the board I was like throw back to programming. Network when you're on there you're there's a lot more stations so it's much tighter. So we're on the network and we're not getting updates. No one's saying anything on that Thursday night. And then all of a sudden you see the team leave and the police officer who was just getting out of the rain said, yeah, they just canceled the game. And he's like, they're going to play tomorrow. I'm like, well, thank you. And they never said anything. And mm-hmm. everyone was just gone. So I was mad that we didn't get a clarification on Thursday night. So we came back and we played Friday. I remember earlier that season, Oklahoma had played Alabama in California, mm-hmm. Alexis Osorio and had Oklahoma beat them on a home run by Shea Knighton. And look, we, we can go back to 2016 and relive it all you want. But on that weekend, they had lost to Loyola Marymount. Yeah. And we, we were staying, three of us were staying in the same room. Three of us dudes, right? The sports information <laughs> director, Carl Anderson, Chase Brown, and myself. And I'm a snore. so I don't want anyone in my room. I'm very embarrassed. I'm admitting this. This is a big admission <laughs> on your podcast right now. And I'll never forget. So I'm sharing it with Chase. And Chase is the... Equipment guy. So he's waiting for everyone to get out of this meeting. And they're in this meeting late. I mean, late, dude. Like 1, 2 a.m. I'm asleep on the couch. So everything about this weekend, and it was my first year, was an incredible learning experience. I was like, bro, do they meet till like <laughs> 1 in the morning? Um, but they had lost. So yeah. they were they were trying to make sure everyone was on the same page. So they bounced back. They beat like Grand Canyon, you that morning. And then that night... They beat, uh, they were being no hit mm. until the ninth inning, and Romero gets a hit, and then Shane Knighton gets a walk off. And it's it's amazing. And we're in this press box, and the Alabama guy is literally, it's like from you to me. Yeah. I'm calling the game, and he's there. It's like, oh, Knighton walks it off. Let's go. Sooners win. And then I'm looking over like him, like, sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Two to zero. You know, you're losing your mind. So fast forward. To the women's college world series Thursday game rained out. You come back on Friday and it's Alexis Osorio again, and she's dominating. And I I don't know if it was scoreless or if it was one to one, but Shea comes up and it's the it's the eighth or ninth inning and she lines one to right field. And I I off the bat I didn't think it was gone, and it gets over the fence and I lose my mind. And <laughs> but but. I didn't lose my mind where the voice cracked or anything of that nature. I gathered myself enough to remember that if you win, you get to play the next night, Mm -hmm. which is a big deal, right? Because you don't have to worry about, you know, then having to figure out what you're going to do that whole day. And I said, and Shane Heighton said, we'll see you tomorrow night. (laughs) And when I said it, I mean, there was even this moment where I was like, huh? (laughs) Okay and then to take it full circle, you know, Jack Bucket said that, Joe Bucket said that, and I that hadn't even registered with me. But, you know, and Shay provided me so many incredible moments as a as a softball player, but that's just one for me where it was that it, when it was done And that game was over I, I remember I think um I think Jessica Cootie Was doing the games with me And I turned to her And I was like They're going to win The national championship And sure enough They did yeah. uh, The only game they lost Was the second game To Auburn And the mm. page was amazing So yeah That's one of my All-time favorites and, nice. you know Jossie I, This is a little trick About every other at bat yeah. when Jocelyn Allo comes up, I say I wouldn't be surprised if Alo loses one here. Because by percentages you feel pretty good about your chances, sure. right? Sure. So she, there's been a couple of times when she's made me look really smart. <laughs> um, and they hit so many home runs, it's like you, yeah. you're constantly coming up with different ways to say crushed, creamed, ripped, destroyed, ball so gone. So yeah. it's just it's it's, it's so fun yeah. to cover this team. And for me, I'm a sideline guy right I have mm-hmm. never really had a team that was my team Toby's the play by play guy he's the voice of the Sooners he's the greatest and he's going to do it for as long as he wants to yeah. right I'm never going to be a football play by play guy but by God I got this softball team and I love them to death and I hope fans realize how, uh, how much they matter to me and how, That's how awesome. good of a job I want to do
0: yeah, well, you do a
1: phenomenal job, so I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Um, I could talk about more calls. So I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got more great calls that I felt like were amazing. What's funny though is the <laughs> ones that stick with you are the ones you screw up. Yeah, the which ones one? you the, the championship call this year. The champ. I'm so mad at myself. I started in the Toby was at the game, and in the fourth inning, they had jumped up, and I'm like, they're not hitting G. Juarez. We're winning the title. Yeah, and. In the, in the third or fourth inning, it got in my head. I was like, ooh, you're going to call a title. And I texted Toby. I'm like, should I write anything? And he's like, you got to let it come from the heart. I'm like, you're right. Mm. But when they actually made the catch, I was like, <laughs> they, they did it. They're the national championship winners. And that's what I said. <laughs> Which, again, isn't wrong. But no one ever says, "Ah, oh, we're the national championship winners. Yeah, You know, if I would have said they're the national champions, champions. Yeah. or they won the national championship, it's great. But I got so excited in that moment. Yeah, And then if you get not hear that part, the final call was awesome, right? I feel really good about, hey, it's like the scenic route and all that. But, oh, gosh, you kick yourself on that. I can't tell you how many times, you know, you you see a ball that you think is ripped. It's like, oh, there's a hot shot that's... Fly ball to left, you know, because yeah. sometimes you get that perspective and you're a little fooled. But yeah, yeah, you you remember the bad ones, unfortunately, as much as the good ones. I did yeah. the Cotton Bowl, right? I, yeah, that's right. Toby got, that's right. And you know, Toby thankfully wasn't wasn't sick, but yep. tested positive for COVID. Yep. And I felt like I had a great night. Yeah. But I screwed up the first interception, or the second interception of the game. I said Buki intercepted him, oh. and <laughs> Brian Asamoah did. And I, I had to go down after the game, and I was apologizing to Brian Asamoah. I'm like, listen, dude, I kicked your call of the interception. Yeah. But everything else went great. Yeah. So it was, um yeah, you, you always remember the ones you screw up. As a sideline reporter, have you ever got smashed? Oh, yeah. Nailed? Yeah, man, I got... <laughs> I've been rocked it's uh it's, <laughs> it, it, it's funny because Tom Shores, who's our sideline engineer, said I always have this rule where where I look behind me and make sure that you know I have room to get out of the way well I'm like they come over here, I'm fine. I always had Teddy and Dusty next to me, yeah. right so I'm okay, making, good I'm yeah. good, I'm good, but you know i got I got rocked pretty hard in the uh, o u Iowa State game this year and <laughs> And it, it kind of, it was funny because Brock Purdy's coming over and, and I'm going to shield myself yeah. and, and Purdy hits and I kind of spin back and he tumbles. And all of a sudden the whole place is like, boo. And I'm like, yeah. oh no. you know, The last thing you want to do is, did my arm catch him or whatever? And then yeah. you realize he got pushed from behind. Yeah. But that, that was one time wherever I was, I was hearing it. And you know you got hit hard when you <laughs> hear it in your ear, when you're like, it's like all of a sudden you, someone hits you, even if it's in your arm, kind of knocks your head back. And yeah. You hear that little ringing. It's like yeah. that's probably not good. My uh, <laughs> the first year at Florida State, uh, they were running a Florida State was running a sweep, and I, you know, I was trying to, and I got rolled on that. So it, it, it's it's scary at Oklahoma State because there's no room. yeah there's yeah exactly there's no room right. But I I've been smart enough now to wear. Most of the time on the sidelines, since probably about, since Teddy and Dusty jumped on the sidelines and then Dusty went off to crush it on ESPN, uh, Teddy's Mm -hmm. moved up to the booth now and Gabe Eichert's down there with me. So probably around, I don't know, maybe 2015, I realized they don't need me standing over there watching the game. I need to be behind these benches. So I've kind of adjusted what I do on game day. Um, but for some reason I happen to be right there at, tw- yeah. <laughs> at the Big 12 championship waiting to get run over by Brock yeah. Purdy but it's um, it can get a little bit harrowing down there it really can I bet you don't realize how fast the game's moving unless yeah. you're sitting right down there and you're watching it it's it's pretty sure. incredible
0: yeah you, you talk about your defining moments and you're so exciting to listen to my question is what are a couple of questions that you wish people would ask you but no one ever asked The Plank Show
1: Oh, um, it's a great question. Some things that I wouldn't mind people asking me, so I could tell them about my kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no yeah. one, no one ever wants to hear stories about your kids, but I love my, I love my kids. I love to talk about them, um, and I, I think maybe more than anything else, because I asked, um, as we're taping this, I just got done doing a, an interview with Porter Moser. Mm-hmm. Porter's awesome, and I asked him, hey, where does your Enthusiasm and energy come from because mm-hmm. I think we all see he's he's pretty juiced. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't get asked that. And he's like, oh, people ask me that all the time. I would like to be asked that because I would like to try to think about where it came from because my dad's an incredibly low-key guy. Okay. Very low-key, very chill dude. Um... My 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 mom and and her family, all everyone's all low key you yeah. know and yet here's this crazy dude that is louder than everyone in the room and always got to scream and yell about stuff that's me and I, I don't know where it came from is it my my coffee intake's a little low today I only had one <laughs> cup maybe it's maybe it's more coffee than usual I'm not a big energy <laughs> drink guy I don't I don't take anything so. Right. I, it, I'd i love to be asked because I'd love to really take some time to try to figure out where does it come from? Because I have yeah. no idea. Yeah. I feel like I'm a high energy guy. Yeah, 100% you, know? you I, are. I feel like I have issues there, but I've <laughs> never really figured out. And, and then in that, does it have to come <laughs> from someone? Right? Right. Can it just be that, you know, I made a choice whenever I was in high school and mm-hmm. I wasn't very good at baseball, but I mean, I was the catcher, so I could <laughs> keep you fired up that this was going to be my thing. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't because my, my dad's a chill dude, man. Yeah. he is, he is, is he? relaxed. He, he he's a calm, cool guy. My mom's pretty much the same way. So I don't know where it came from, but yeah, that'd be curious. And you know, when you start talking about your kids, to circle back to the first yeah. one, you always want to show pictures. So everyone's afraid to ask about your kids on that front. Yeah, what makes you proud about each of your kids,
0: child, or children?
1: Well, first of all. Um, Not to get too deep, but my my son had to go through a divorce at an Mm. early age, right? And that's, Mm. you know, that's his father failing. And that's a hard thing to admit and to confess. That sucks. Um, But I I like to to brag about my son because he's persevered. Um, He is an honor student. He has you know, got his choice of places he can go and go to college. And he's not settling for what his mom and dad did. He's blazing his own path. He wants to be an FBI agent. And nice. he's not like a five-year-old walking around. He's a strong, buff, 17-year-old that can do it if he wants. I'm proud of my my daughter, Emma, who's 12. Uh, my kids are in Washington School District, okay, um, which has been really good for us. Uh, really good for us. But how she is, she's so... Um, headstrong. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm I'm a little bit of a pushover. Her mom's not. So she's got a good little balance of us. Good. And she is creative and she is funny and she is um she's kind of got a little bit of her dad where she's alive for the party every now and then, yeah. but she's also a very caring young girl. And then my my seven-year-old is is me. You know that's that's me in a in a in a little female's body. You know yeah. she is all energy. She when it's just you and her, she's gonna put on a show. <laughs> she wants to turn. She wants to, you to know, flick the lights on. So. Uh, she can do her dance she is uh in in incredibly caring yeah. she is man she is on fire for the Lord so I mean all the, every single one of my kids have these in, in incredible traits that you hope you know you had a a part in sure. helping implement in them but also it's it's kind of cool to see that little piece of you right yeah. um, I probably see it more so in my son, just because you know he he's a guy, but I sure as heck see it a lot in my daughters, daughters which yeah. is which is really cool and you don't want you know I don't want them to have my my love for you know eating an entire box of cookies right or are <laughs> slamming eight cups of coffee. I want them to have my love for hard work and yeah. for trying to exercise and for being good to animals and being good to friends and people sure I don't want them to have my uh inability to I don't know. Say say no to every job, or mm. my uh, my my desire to you know not pick up my car, or yeah. not write things down and plan them. So yeah. they you hope they take the best that the best parts of you, and I, and I feel like they do. And that's, that's awesome. They're 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 awesome kids, man. I'm lucky. I love it. How do you take your coffee? All black. I mean black. How else can you take it? I don't know. I don't either. It's just. <laughs> Whenever, whenever I go to Starbucks, it's, uh, you order a Pike's place and they're like, do you need room for cream? I'm like, no, (laughs) no. I need every bit of caffeine I can get. I'm a big, uh, gas station coffee person. I am too. Oh dude. Yeah, Yeah. You take me to loves. Um, I, yeah, I love it. I, I'd rather have that than anything any day. But no, straight yeah. black coffee. Yep. Straight. It's I, I'm the I'm like the person that goes to the fancy brewery and asks for a Bud Light. You know, just go get me a coffee, and I'm fine. I, I don't I don't need anything Too frou frou around it. I'm yeah. I'm good to go. No sugar, no cream, just straight black coffee.
0: Well, sometime in the fall when football season's over. She'd come back up here, and we could go to a broke beer right right next door. Yeah, right next
1: door. I never noticed that. Yeah.
0: Isn't that cool? Is it a restaurant, or is it a brewery, or what is it? Kyle, you want to go ahead and answer this? Tap room.
1: Tap room. Tap room? Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> Fancy. Thing. Yeah, so sometime bring the coaches up, and we could all Heck just yeah. out. yeah. I love
1: it. It would be a good time, man. It would be um, a great time. We'll,
0: we'll, we'll be down to do that, absolutely. Okay. We'll do that sometime after the football season. Game on. All right, all the listeners are going to hear this. Kyle's a witness
1: to this. Yeah, he, so. no, plain guarantee. Now I don't know what coaches will come with me. It might be uh might be one of the coaches of my daughter's little league softball team. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> no, but uh, dude, this is fun. I, I appreciate you guys having me out to do this. It's it's kind of cool. I don't I don't get to Oklahoma City much. Right, no, that's awesome. So to to be able to just realize why I hate traffic is yeah. kind of a cool thing to go through and. um yeah, no, this is great setup, man. I appreciate That's you having awesome. me on. We're just going to take a few
0: more minutes. because yeah, no rush. I pulled a script out of your own playbook. Oh, let's go. And I had listeners tweet out some questions. Oh, or okay. DM me, And one of them is from at Boomer Sooner, or at one Boomer Sooner 3, Ask, would you be willing to sign something for him? Oh, sure, absolutely. Wait, he wants this? He yeah. wants Jossie? yeah all right claude mills is his name claude yeah dude um
1: c mills <laughs> yeah that's right c that's mills. right i'm a big c mills fan Absolutely. yeah yeah sure that's we can him. do that you- okay dude do you think it. i should put c mills because that's how i call him? yeah there, do it right? Right. i think that's awesome all right we can do that. I don't know how um, awesome, uh, often I get to sign things. <laughs> you know, usually, usually everyone wants Teddy's autograph, or they want Toby's autograph, and yeah. it's like. There's Chris playing. He's like, ah, we're
0: good. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, this is from P.D. Jeramillo, number two. What is one player, any sport, that you met in person? I was just like, wow. Not what I expected.
1: I guess I can go a couple different ways,
0: yeah. right? Yeah. Um
1: can, can I go the negative way first? Do it. There you go, C Mills. I love you, buddy. Thanks for <laughs> that. okay. The negative way was Mark Martin, NASCAR driver. Oh uh, okay? yeah, yeah. And I was I, I in my show in Tulsa, we would always go to the Texas Motor Speedway. Yep. And it was awesome. It was a great time, and I love NASCAR. And we had great interviews, with like Clint Boyer, Elliot Sadler, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Jeff Gordon, and Jeff. Uh, Mark Martin was just a jerk, and I was like, "Ah, there's Mark Martin." When I was like, he's a great guy, awesome. And he was just he was short, <laughs> not not like in stature, but just yeah. and 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 you know, looking back, looking back, it's like there was eight hundred reporters there, and some little sawed off dude from Tulsa comes up, is like, "Mark, hey, you're in Texas. Do you consider this to be?" You know, one of your, one of your better tracks. Yeah. And his response, like, no, like, okay, well, why? I don't run good here. And he looks right at you. So I don't know if it's like testing you or what, but I'm like, okay, I'm done with it. But on the side where, hey, they're they're more than I thought they were going to be. Pick any of the softball players. Nice. Right? Just pick any of them, and and they all are that. You know, Grace Green, Grace Lyons, Jocelyn Alo. Um, You know, they're. It's weird for me. Because when I came in 16 to take over Sooner Softball, I had never traveled with a women's team before. Now, mm-hmm. 16, I had both my daughters. And, I mean, to a certain de- degree, I, I guess I hadn't really covered a lot of women's sports, female sports, lady sports, whatever. And it just, I didn't know what to expect, right? And that's not a negative thing. I didn't know what to expect. And it's its just superseded all yeah. my expectations. So that'll be one. And Peyton Manning. Oh. Peyton Manning, because he was awesome. More awesome than I ever could have imagined. You wow. know, they always say, Don't meet your heroes, right? And I'm I'm a Raiders fan, so I couldn't care <laughs> less about about Peyton Manning, the football player. But they had this um, award in Tulsa called the IBA Citizenship Award. Okay. And he won it. And we went down to do our show from there. And when we did it, uh he came and sat down with me and I'm, this was, gosh, someone can look it up. And I just told the story the other day on the air. It was like 2003 or 2004. So he was very early in his career. And I remember he came and he sat with me and did an interview and it was awesome. Nice. I mean, it was amazing. So we went to break and he got up and shook my hands. "That like, hey, was fun, man. I was like, that was great. I, I can't thank you enough. So he walked literally like five steps and sat over on a couch and I just, i you know, I saw he was sitting there and we had a long break and I was like, So have you been to Tulsa before? And he's like, oh, you know, I've never been here before. And he's like he's like, you done with your show? He's like, You wanna or you wanna come down here with him? We're like, I got one more segment. He's like, I'll do another segment with you. And he came back and did another segment. Dang. Right? So that's cool. Pink Manning was one. There's just you know, it's I'm not one of those people that doesn't get starstruck. Yeah. Yeah, I there's still a part of me that you know, if, if I run into Marcus Allen somewhere, I'm going to be like, dude, that's Marcus Allen. Yeah, remember, I was right. a kid. My dad was a defender. The couch was the end zone, and I was trying to jump <laughs> over dad Marcus Allen style. So, <laughs> I still get starstruck, but yeah, those are... Okay. And again, I'm not saying anything bad. I don't want NASCAR fans sure. coming after me, but, no, you know, no. it's just there's certain times, that's the only negative thing I can think of. Je- Je- I'll give a positive. Jeff Gordon came to town for a signing and was amazing. Was yeah. amazing. You know, this was back in like 2000, and you just, you, you never know what you're going to get sometimes right. it can go south someone doesn't want to be there but when they're invested like peyton was and jeff gordon was and all these softball players
0: where it's amazing that is awesome that's awesome here's another question from ej Band 21 i don't it, like eric yeah yeah you isn't know horrible that i yeah. know
1: all these people from their twitter handles i think that's awesome i spend way too much time on twitter i
0: think that's awesome does it feel does it still feel surreal to think years back doing quote-unquote am local sports <laughs> talking tulsa and to be where you are now well, I I think I'm still there. Yeah.
1: Right. So, yeah. in my mind, if I ever try to think, ha ha ha, I've made it. I I made it. Then I've I've not made it. Yeah. Right? I'm just I'm back to square one. I I'm still that person that is excited about two p.m. There's not a moment in my life in the last you know, seven years since I haven't been in Tulsa where I still don't get chills and excited when two PM rolls around because I did two to six PM and yeah. then when it goes and I don't have a show, it's like, oh, oh yeah, that's right. You know, it's yeah. to me I'm still there. And Twitter allows you to have much more of a of an attachment to that time. You know, and yeah. I Tulsa was so good, man. But there's some I'm sure that I could sit down on a couch and find out there's some demons there somewhere. Sure. Um but, you know, I worked with great people, Jeremy Poplin who's Mm, yeah. Great dude. And and he and I, we, you think about saying you've been through a lot with someone, but you don't, you, you don't go home with them. You don't drive to work with them. You know, right. you just, you do a show with them. So even though, you know, we end up spending probably more hours together yeah. than anyone you do with your family. You don't really truly understand maybe what they were going through, or and, right. and they might not know what you were going through. So, I felt like with Jeremy and and, and with Pop and I, I, I always had a you know I had a good feel for how much I enjoyed being around mm. him. So, you know, while there might have been struggles that I was having or that he was having, man, when we came together. We had fun, you know. Awesome. And if it was listening to Opie and Anthony, or if it was talking <laughs> about something on the ticket, we loved each. I, I loved his company. I hope right. he loved mine because he he meant the world to me. Uh, Don King, who worked in Tulsa forever, you know. Don Christie, who was integral in in, in helping make this possible to put our radio st- our shows on ninety four seven in Oklahoma City. John Phillips, you know these these people. Jenny Cram, you I know, mean, all these people that you know mean so much to you when you're there. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not like oh well. Huh, now that I'm sideline reporter for Oklahoma, <laughs> and now that I'm doing softball games, and now that I'm on XN, poof, no, no, no. They're still a part of your everyday. And, sure, and and people like Eric. Yeah, you know, I it, it, it's wild that you bring that up with Eric. I you know Eric motivates me. Yeah. Because I see him grind, right? Yep. And I see him he's a band director. If yeah. I if I understand what he's laying out on Twitter correctly. Yep. And he's out there grinding, making sure he get the most out of his kids all the time. So you know it's it's funny i'll i'll find a motivation in anything if that's i'm awesome. down to say i'm gonna get going here look eric bates this morning he was mad because he wasn't getting the support for his job well guess what i'm gonna make him have a fun day today because my show is gonna be awesome right love it so yeah, yeah. yeah I, 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 there's motivation for me out there too but no no i tulsa is always a part of yeah. everything that i do so all of the you know i still get some of the people that that, that call me then that will call my show now here in oklahoma city slash Tol- uh, norman so that's so great man and, and I, dude, you're 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 at a place for 18 years yeah that's right i mean i was interviewing a volleyball player today who hasn't been alive as long that i was as, <laughs> as i was working at that radio station in tulsa so you know, there's you know you you hope that everyone enjoyed your company mm-hmm. and your work as much as you enjoyed being around them and that's what yeah. that's what i that's what i hope i take away from my time in tulsa and what people take away from me were there speed bumps Sure. Did maybe I throw a fit in a meeting at the wrong time every now and then? Probably. Yeah. Um yeah. but it's just it's it's the reality of I think the job. So yeah, I yeah. I never look at it as, hey, Tulsa, we have moved on from that. No no no, man. That's that's part of my DNA. Yeah. How do you deal with negativity? Not good. <laughs> Not good. I am um I have probably a drafts folder of deleted tweets um that could, you know. Fill a newspaper Mm. I I don't handle it well because I guess If you want to tell me That I suck in my job Or that I'm My opinion stinks Or that you know How dare I think That's fine That's part of it Mm. I can handle that Whenever it's um, Well you're not on this level Or how dare How dare you not put this type of work in It's like That's when I get mad Mm -hmm. Right So I, I guess there is also this like Separation between negativity and just having an opinion that is not glowing, mm, right? Yeah, it, that's that sounds like you're splitting hairs, but that's how I have to compartmentalize okay. it. Yeah, right. So, for instance, uh, as as we're taping this, I'm sitting in for the Ben Maller show. Ben Maller on Fox Sports Radio, one nice. to five AM. Right, I yeah. did it last night. I, I did it the night before, and I'll do it tonight, yeah. but I'm I'm done for a while. You know, he's got an incredibly passionate group of fan bases, uh, fans because Ben's amazing at his job Mm. and there's going to be people that just don't like you because you're not Not Ben, right? Yeah. (laughs) Right. If I'm sitting in and and I'll use it for, if I'm sitting in for Toby on his show from a 69, there's going to be people that don't like me (laughs) just because I'm not Toby. So. To me that's what I'm talking about where you differentiate from just flat out negativity to not having a positive opinion about you. Yeah. If if you are going to question my work ethic, my morals, my my way of life, yeah. how I how I handle my job that's when I get hot. you know mm. that's when that's when I get, I guess the term would be triggered. Um, there's a lot of fake triggering in my life, right? <laughs> if I see a bad sports stake, I'll act mad, but I'm really not. It's part of the fun of it. Yeah, but it's I, I, I try to I, I always try to ask, is this person right? And that's mm. probably not the right way to do it. So if someone's like, you you suck, you didn't even put any work into that. I'll stop and I think, is he right? No, he's not right. I just spent 5 hours before we came out here working on this. So, it's I don't handle it well. Right. It's it's an uh, it's a constant struggle. I kind of look at it as you know, my my constant struggle with um organization, my constant struggle with cleanliness, my constant struggle with, you know, being smarter about my car, cryptocurrency, you know? <laughs> it it I I look at it like that. It's just it's one of those battles that I have all the time because I mean, I'm, I, I sit there a lot of times, and I know that a lot of these things come from fake accounts and different mm-hmm. things, but it's just, wh- why would you say that? You know, yeah. wh- wh- what are you adding to this yeah. by saying, what, what are you getting out of life by saying that? I mean, do you tweet, you suck, I hate you, go die, and then you walk into the other room, you're like... I told him. You know I mean? It's just that that's always been a thing. I get mad. I'm a Raiders fan. I spend a lot of time mad. But I'm never like, I hate that guy. I hope he gets (laughs) fired. It's just, "Eh, there might be some truth to it, but I understand how he feels about X, Y, and Z. So I don't handle negativity well because I'm not a negative uh, person. My wife's really good at it. It, My wife's really good about telling me what I should do. Mm. Right? And then whenever she'll get into a Facebook fight, she gets pretty heated (laughs) right away, too. So I... I, I think what's the great line by Mike Tyson? Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. Yeah, Everyone true. can tell you how to deal with negativity. And then when someone brings negative vibes into your life, true, then suddenly it changes kind of how, how you look at things.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, social media can bring a lot of fun. And
1: I spend too much time on it. Yeah. I mean, I really do. I'm not a Facebook guy. Uh, I have a Facebook account, but I'm never on it. Yeah, I'm not an Instagram guy. I don't even have TikTok or Snapchat, but I have Twitter. Yeah, and that might be the worst of all of them.
0: But it's you know it's it's become a necessity for sports fans. That's true. I I do Twitter as well. Twitter like a champion today.
1: Twitter like a ch- <laughs> Twitter like a positive instead of negative vibes only. How about positive vibes? There you only go. Whenever it comes to Twitter, there you go.
0: Last question: How do you want to be remembered?
1: Like after I die, or mm-hmm. or like after yeah, I like after you die. Okay. Let's
0: say after you die.
1: i thought about this a lot because I almost died. I, uh, my, my second year doing softball, I flipped my car on a trip to to Lubbock and it was, I, it's one of those moments where I'm I'm still trying to piece it together, but I saw something in the road and I swerved and the next thing you know, I've totaled my car and I'm upside down. So, you know, I... <laughs> I had never had life insurance until then. So after that moment, my wife's like, you're getting life insurance and we're doing all. So I thought about this, you know, yeah. do I want to be remembered as, dude, that's, uh, that's the crazy, loud, obnoxious guy. No, it, it's simple for me because I've, I've narrowed it down to, to three things. I want to be remembered as a, a good husband, mm-hmm. which fortunately I have an ex you can ask about that. I got that uh, kind of, more of that one for a while. I want to be remembered as a good dad. And I just, I want to be remembered as somebody who always tried to do the right thing. Mm. I don't need to be remembered as the best radio guy or the most passionate radio guy because that's not who I am. Who I am is someone who is on fire for life, man. I'm going to drive home. I'm going to go home as soon as we're done here. Let's see. Uh is it quite uh, I'm gonna try to get a little nap. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna try to get a little nap. But then when my kids come home, I'm gonna play, we're gonna go hit kick soccer ball around, maybe swim, we're gonna do dinner, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna go do another radio show, and I'm gonna be on yeah. fire for that. And then that next day, I'm gonna wake up and my goal is I'm gonna bring positive energy everywhere I can. So I, I just I I wanna be known as a good husband, I wanna be known as a good dad, a godly man in that. Yeah. And then I want to be known as someone that just had a fire for life.
0: That's great. I, I don't
1: man. need to be known as great. as the best play-by-play guy because I'm not. I don't need to be known as the, a, a good sports talk show host because, you know, the, the definition of good varies from every single sure. person. I don't need to be known as the best sound proofer, though this is impressive in yeah. here, right? This is impressive. <laughs> but I'd love to be known as someone who was just, when they look back yeah. on Chris Play like, dude, that dude loved every day that he was alive. That's awesome because man. i do man i'm Love uh it. there's nothing about me that is fake right you know and that's my wife gets mad she's like you don't have to be on right now i'm like this is me we've been married for 13 14 years <laughs> you, you don't have to be on what are you talking about this is our life this is every day so yeah yeah there's not there's not a lot to me that's fake uh, i think is uh is is, is part of that
0: so then yeah those are the three things no that's great i i appreciate the fact that you gave us an opportunity to sit down with you. Well, and I'm sorry I'm late.
1: That's what makes me so Oh, bad. no, it's fine. I told you I'm working on my organization to be yeah. a little bit better on it, but uh, I failed here. And I appreciate you having me, man. This has been fun. I really enjoy yeah, it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. How do our listeners and viewers get in touch with you? Oh, my gosh. Where
1: do I start? Are you kidding me? Um, <laughs> No, I'm kidding. They can call me on my cell phone, which is 918. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> it's funny because as we're sitting here, I think I've gotten more text mess- uh, messages in the afternoon than I've ever had before. <laughs> my wife finally texted me back after uh, being gone all day. Uh, just I-, I am, as we talked about, I'm on Twitter, Twitter. too much. Yeah, but I-, I love talking. So at Plank Show, that's at Plank Show. Yeah. Um, I do a, a local radio show from 9 to noon for those in the Oklahoma City and, and Norman area. Uh, I do national radio shows, so if you have an XM subscription, you can find me on 82, which is Matt Dog Radio. You yep. can find me on 84, with the Z, uh, which is ESPNU. I love my job at Fox Sports Radio, so I try to be a little bit of everywhere, but the yeah. easiest place to find me is on Twitter at Plank Show.
0: Love it. Man, thank you so much for your time. No, Boomer you. Sooner. Boomer Sooner, man. I look forward Appreciate to it. Thank you very much. Conversation with you. Appreciate it. Thanks, you. man. I truly hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you have a defining moment or moments you would like to share, please reach out to me. I would love to visit with you about it and share it with the world on a podcast. Here's how to find me. Visit my website, www.definingmomentspod.com. Subscribe to Defining Moments Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoyed listening to this show, I would be extremely honored if you gave us a review. This helps boost this podcast so more people can find it. Go out and be a positive influence today every day, make someone smile. My name is Wong Lam, and I approve this podcast.